0: This is the Realm of Agape Christian Church. Here we are at this junction in the spiritual maturity series. God is trying to grow us up because enough is enough. We should not be uh, looking passively at uh, what the devil is doing, wreaking havoc in our own lives, wreaking havoc in our homes, wreaking havoc. On our loved ones, on our kids, my God, all through the job and in the marketplace everywhere, all throughout the world, wreaking havoc again. we just go on our merry way, singing our little cute little hymns. Come to church for a cute little sermon, three points and a poem and go on home. My God, but God is saying enough is enough. We're supposed to be fighting the good fight of faith. Yes. And being a Christian is a fight. It took a fight for us to get our mind right, to have enough sense to hear the word of God, and Uh to come down the altar and get saved, my God, and uh, and, and turn away from sin, turn our back to sin. It took a miracle of love and grace for all of that to happen. And we forget of whose we are. We take it for granted sometimes. We think it's just going to be hunky-dory, a bowl of cherries. But God said, no, I'm going to suit you up like in Ephesians 6. From head to toe, and it's for a fight. Mm-hmm. The people of God left Egypt, and they had to fight their way through mm-hmm. to get to that promised land. And when they got to the promised land, there was yet another fight. Fight, fight, fight! My God, it's a yeah. holy fight. It's a good fight of faith. And the devil comes and Amen sets up camp to take our blessing, and he has fences of demonic protections all around what belongs to us. And and we stand there passively doing nothing. But God's saying, we got to amen. Pick up our weapons and fight. Yes. Thank you, Lord. It's going to uh, happen successfully if we come humbly like Jesus did. He depended on the power of the Holy Spirit. Let's look in the book of Mark right quick. Uh, the first chapter, uh, verses 9 through 13. I'm going to be in the New International Version so that we can get an understanding of certain terms that we tend to gloss over as people of God. and We recite things, but we don't always know the deeper meaning of things. We need to go through this year looking for deeper meaning of things and not just quoting scriptures and having a haphazard understanding of them sometimes we're misquoting and using our weaponry incorrectly and the devil's looking at us grinning saying that's not going to work and he knew it wasn't going to work because we used it wrong he knows how to use it better than us he knows the scripture so well he can mess up the scripture to throw us off he tried to do the same thing to jesus in this scripture as it reads my god As God gives us wisdom and knowledge and understanding, we trust your Lord to do it in Jesus' name. Amen. It says here, at that time, Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan, Jordan River. Just as Jesus was coming up out of the water, uh, he saw heaven being torn open and the Spirit descended on him like a dove. My God. And a voice came from heaven, you are are my son whom i love with you i am well pleased at once the spirit sent him out into the wilderness and he was in the wilderness 40 days being tempted by satan he was with the wild animals and angels attended him we see in this scripture how it is revealing uh, the fact that Jesus has accomplished His ministry of salvation for all of us who are fallen, sinful souls in the midst of this condemned world, spiritually condemned. My God, no matter the glitter and the glamour, spiritually it is condemned, and you can see it sometimes more clearly in certain depressed areas in our world. That's a glimpse. Of the doom, my God But the Holy Ghost comes in our lives And gives us a glimpse of glory And we don't have to end our story In the gloom and doom We can rise up Amen and be counted with the righteous God's spirit said so But we have to make a decision No matter what the devil says Christ can be your faithful deliverer Giving you hope and eternal love The Holy Spirit is proclaiming today and reminding us that through Christ, we can go against the devil to live a holy and victorious life according to God's intended standards. We can't go by faulty standards of traditions being uh, developed in today's modern world. We have to go by the process of glory. In our correct, righteous process from God, God will help us to undergo spiritual cultivation. And we must learn and always remember that there will be ongoing tests requiring us to resist the devil. Resist doesn't just mean passive things. It's an actual fight. We're fighting against the devil. The good news. Is that Jesus came to destroy the very works of the enemy. And all true disciples of Christ can do the same. So let us all remember this message today. God wants to prepare you to resist the devil. God wants to prepare you to resist the devil. I see a sign in the spirit, much like the government has that Uncle Sam sign. Uh, he wants you, you know, when they wanted folks to be drafted into the army. But God's got an army. I'm a soldier. What? In the army of the Lord. Jesus is on a heavenly poster saying, I want you to be prepared to resist that devil. We have to be true covenant disciples of God as Moses and his people were learning of covenantal living, the covenantal lifestyle. It yet prevails that God is seeking for us to be in right covenant as his disciples, his followers that are being taught by him. He wants all true covenant disciples, his people, to have heavenly credentials and to look at them as more important Than our earthly ones. We like, you know, strutting about with our earthly credentials, but how are our heavenly ones? Some people never even heard of it. Some people, amen, may have heard of it, but they are not honing, they are not honoring, they are not developing their credentials of glory. Jesus is our example of such a need. His coming was prophesied by Isaiah. In Isaiah 40, verse 3, prophesied by Malachi, Uh, Malachi chapter 3, verse 1, and also announced by John the baptizer, my God. The Father and the Holy Spirit commended him, in verses 9 through 11, and Satan could not defeat him, in verses 12 and 13. He is our servant that can be trusted. Jesus, the righteous one. He's a servant, amen, that God prepared for such a level of faith uh, that he could tr- trust him to show us the way. We have to be trustworthy like that so that others could be shown the way. Not the way that leads to a demise, but the way that leads to life and peace with God. Yes. God does not call us to be stumbling blocks and cowards and hypocrites by God. He calls us to be brave. Brave in the power of the Holy Ghost. Able to speak the truth in the face of those who are uh, rebellious and going against, antagonistically against the true will of God. We have to look them square in the face and say, for God I live. My God, everything else is but dung on the dung hill. My God, we got to be like Paul on that. Can we be trusted by God as his true disciples like that? Can, uh, you know, God can and he will prepare us for such a level of faithful trust if we would only completely open our hearts and minds to him. All of our heart, all of our mind. We're always holding parts and pieces, compartments, uh, and we want to do whatever we want to do. Whatever we want to do, whenever we want to do it. But that's not how the covenant works in God. The devil will not flee until you first fight him. When you go all the way in with God, that's a level of fighting. When you turn your mind away from hellish things and onto the holy hill of the Lord, that's where the fight is mainly. Uh, you cannot fight the devil effectively until you first submit completely to God like Jesus did. Mm-hmm. This is where our credibility will be established after being found credible. We still must prove that God is yet in charge and that his power is yet charging us up. There are many good resumes out there, but fewer workers that really work faithfully and effectively according to God's exclusive holy standards. If you allow God to come in and show himself strong in your life, you will become a trusted worker of God. God wants to do it. Do you want him to do it? Yes. Uh, uh, uh. When is that supposed to happen in your life? Uh, You know, the time is now. Uh, Tomorrow is not necessarily promised, right? right. The time is is right here and right now. Here are two main traits that we will gain when we allow God to prepare us as his faithful servants. Preparation point number one. In Mark 1, 9 through 11, there's a revelation. Our service requirement is unfolded there. God uses obedient, trustworthy, humble servants. The forerunner baptizes the servants. We see John the Baptist doing what God commissioned for him to do. And Jesus being who he is, our Savior, our Lord, our God. Ah, what a mighty God we serve. He's almighty. But look, he had to come humble. He had to come, uh, you know, set his power, some of his power aside and go lower than the angels. Uh He didn't diminish all of his power because he wouldn't be able to fight successfully against the devil. He wouldn't be able to carry that cross after being whipped the way he was whipped almost to the point of death. Uh, he didn't die until he was able to say after. Uh, he was able to say what? Well, it is finished. When he said it is finished, then he gave up the ghost. My God, mm-hmm. he did everything that he was set out to accomplish. In Mark 1, verse 9, the so-called 30 silent years in Nazareth of the Lord's life uh, were now at an end. And uh, the Lord Jesus was ready to enter upon into his public ministry. First, he traveled the 60-odd miles from Nazareth to the Jordan near Jericho. There he was baptized by John. Uh, in, in, in his case, of course, there was no repentance because there, was no, there were no sins for him to what? Confess. Baptism for the Lord was a symbolic action picturing his eventual baptism into death at Calvary and his rising from the dead. So death at Calvary going down, rising up in life from the dead. Amen. After conquering sin. Thank God. Thus at the very outset of his public ministry, there was this vivid foreshadow of a cross and an empty tomb. He came out of the water. He wasn't in there anymore. It was empty. Uh, The tomb was what? Empty. My God. Here's a prophecy for our day. As the Lord Jesus Christ prepares each of us. And this local assembly for public ministry. He wants us to be filled and clothed by the Holy Spirit. As he baptizes us. He is reaching into our souls to pull out a new person after his likeness. There never was a time in the life of our Lord when he was not filled with the Holy Spirit. But now the Holy Spirit came upon him, thus anointing him for service and in him with power. It was a special ministry of the Holy Spirit Uh, Preparatory to the three years of service that lay ahead for the Lord. The power of the Holy Spirit is indispensable. A person may be educated, talented, and fluent in this and that, yet without that mysterious quality, which we call unction, his service is lifeless and ineffective. You need the power of the Holy Spirit working in your life. It needs to be working in your mind and in your heart before your life can show the fruit of it. The basic question here is this. Have I had an experience of the Holy Spirit empowering me for the service of the Lord? Some folks barely receive the gift of speaking with tongues as the Spirit of God gives utterance as they were fasted and well-fasted and clapping With their dry mouth and halitosis all around that all-night prayer on the altar. Clapping and folks cheering you on and encouraging to keep on going. Keep on going. Don't give up. Say yes. Say Jesus. Say and give God praises and all and such things as they quote-unquote were tarrying around the altar. I know that's an exclusive Pentecostal thing for some sects of the pentecostal world some here in this podcast may not know what that means but god wants to amen be invited in and he will come in and sup with you have dinner with you have fellowship with you have fellowship with you he will show you of yourself what is not of God And he will say that needs to go And you got to agree with him You got to agree You got to let those things go And let God come in And then he says let this mind be in you That was also in Christ Jesus And the Holy Ghost will revive you Regenerate you The way God intended for you to be Since eternity passed He will come in and endule you Fill you with power So many people today are not endued and endowed with the power of God, but we're giving them assignments Uh in the ecclesiastical world. Uh They may be doing ecclesiastical things, but they need the power of God to be successful. It's no wonder that so many are fluent in this and fluent in that and all of a sudden say, I'm giving up my faith. I'm not a Christian anymore. I don't believe in Christ anymore. God said they were never any of his. Because when you place your hand in the master's hand, he's not going to let you go. Hallelujah. He's going to fill you. He's going to transform you from head to toe inside out. And he's going to make you brand new. He's going to give you the power, the keeping power to stay, to keep on keeping on. God can do it. Will you allow him to do it? Will the real Lord please stand up in me? Hallelujah. My God, we want God to arise and is what enemies be shattered. And a lot of times the enemies are inside of us, certain mentalities and proclivities. Everything within me must bless the Lord. That's why David said that there was a multiplicity of things hindering him from within. And that's where it is. The battle is inside of us. And we must allow the Holy Ghost to come in and fight for us and win the battle against how we were born and shaped in iniquity. And in sin did our mothers conceive us. We must allow the Holy Ghost to come in and make things brand new. Hallelujah. We've got to let Him do it. Yep. This brings us to preparation point number two. Mark 1, 12 and 13 reveals our worship requirements. Mark uh, 1, 9 through 11 revealed our what? Service requirement. Uh Now comes our worship requirement. This is why God showed me at the outset of our ministry as a church that the two main oars of our ship for us to travel through is discipleship and worship. Discipleship and worship. They work hand in hand. Discipleship helping us to know how to serve the Lord. And our worship, here it is, the power of a true worshiper of God cannot be denied. The servant tempted by Satan. We see that in the scripture. Jesus the servant was what? Tempted by Satan. My God. But Jesus had that worship deep down within and nothing could blow it, blow it away. He was deeply rooted in the things of God, in the mentality of God. And the scriptures were all in him until He became the scripture we got to read through the Bible yes that's true but now we got to allow the Bible that we read in our mind to go to our heart and do some changes and we got to let that changed heart now begin to do things as led by the Holy Spirit speak as the utterances the oracles of God let the Holy Ghost have his way in our life is he really in charge my God see the part of us not submitted to God will bring down our whole testimony. That one little thing, it can bring you down. The devil is seeking to set us up as wayward victims. But God is seeking to bless us to become his faithful victors. Which do you want to be, a wayward victim or a faithful victor? I don't know about you, but I want to make it to the promised land. promised land is not heaven. promised land is a productive, effectual, fervent, amen, holy, obedient, powerful life of being in the Holy Ghost, living, walking in the Spirit. That's what that is for. That picture in the Word is for that. The servant of Jehovah was tempted by Satan. God showed us this for a reason. He was in the wilderness for 40 days and nights. The Spirit of God led him. The King James Version said drove him. Sometimes we get, you know, a little bit perplexed with that. So I chose another version so you could get the full meaning. He was led by the Holy Spirit. And there is a driving force in us. And it should be a perpetuating, unending reservoir of hope and power in God. This is how God's overflowing vessels work. Out of us will flow what? Rivers Uh of living water. Help me, Holy Ghost. And this is how we ought to live. But God, amen, is always going to have us to be tested. Of what sort we are and He will give us a test That he knows he's prepared us to pass But we have to still make the decisions At every turn The way he taught us to do it It's like having that driving test You've got you know, all the lessons down Now it's time to show yourself To the people who are going to Stamp you approved Study To show yourself approved Unto God If you're going to do it right To you're not going to have a shameful failure, my God. God wants us to have victory in our life. We got to submit every part, though. The devil is seeking to set us up. But look at Jesus. The Holy Ghost led him into this rendezvous. Uh, not to see if he would sin, but to prove that he could what? Not sin. Yes. This is how God works in our life. If Jesus could have sinned as a man, as we do on earth, what assurance do we have that he cannot now sin as a man in heaven? He had to show himself strong right here in the midst of our turmoil, the quagmire down here on earth. He made it through with the power of the Holy Ghost. He showed us that we can do the same thing. The angels ministered to him at the end of the 40 days in Matthew four eleven. During the temptation... He ate nothing, according to Luke 4 and verse 2. Jesus focused on walking in the spirit, not fulfilling the lusts of the flesh. Things that we are innately prone to do in our own psychology, with our senses. Things we want to consume because that's the way we're thinking about these things. But God needs to, amen, make a new mindset, a new way of thinking. Mm -hmm. Reorder me, Lord God. Give me the new amenities from heaven. Thank you, Lord. Mm -hmm. Show me the way. Make new things happen on the inside. We got to accommodate the Holy Ghost that way. He came to make some changes. Mm -hmm. Are we going to allow him to change us? You know, testings are inevitable, people of God. Testings are inevitable for the believer. We think we're going to be on easy street and people are preaching it that way. Then when people have hard times in their life, they're turning their back against faith in God. But God didn't tell us to teach that way. God is is, is telling folk all through the word. You got to amen, forsake this. You got to forsake that. You got to forsake this person. You got to forsake that person. My God, there's a lot of forsaking. There's a lot of splitting up. There's a lot of getting away from. There's a lot of cleaning up and throwing away things. God needs to do that to make the vessels clean. we got unclean vessels being pronounced as clean in this modern day. And people are looking at the church and saying it's a failure. But that's not the church God has instituted. No, God said, no, that's not my church no my people amen no my voice and they walk according to the rudiments and all the directives of the holy ghost that's right and that's how we live that's how we roll Mm -hmm. the closer one follows the lord the more intense they will be you know the devil does not waste his gunpowder on nominal christians folks who are betwixt two opinions but opens his big guns on those who are winning territory in the spiritual warfare. That's why he has a bullseye on us. He wants us to give up. throwing the towel. Yeah, but God is saying, don't give up. Don't give in. Don't let the devil talk you out of your blessing. Hallelujah. Right. If mama don't go, I still will follow. Yeah. No turning back. No turning back. Hallelujah. God had me love that song as a little boy for a reason. And I held on to Jesus when all my high school buddies were going over here and going over there. Them the same people was at the altar with me, clapping and saying, Jesus, now they're chasing every shirt and party to the church. And God put such a proclivity in me that I didn't want to even waste the anointing of God. I did not want to taint the anointing of God. I didn't want to compromise the holy mind God was setting up in me. And I just stayed the course of the narrow way. Yes, I tipped a little to the left. I tipped a little to the right sometimes. But God said, no! I got my rod and my staff. They're going to cover you. Get back in line. Hallelujah! Seemed obscure along the way. So obscure along the way, it did feel. But God said, no. I am with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. You are not the only one. A lot of times I was, what, the first one. And God led others in because I came i went up in the billy graham crusade they said i thought you were saved i said i'm gonna make sure i went down there anyway the way billy graham preached he says some of you go to sunday schools some of you this and that he was naming everything in church and and most of them was off, that was on the list it was me and he said some of you will come out of here and still not know the Lord and hell is waiting for you. I said, no, it's not going to be waiting for me. I'm coming down to Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah, anyhow. Amen. Make your want Calling. Yes. An election, what? Sure. One. sure. sure. Right. I wanted a sure footing. Right. Right. I had loose laces on my feet. I said, Lord, help me I've learn how to tie my shoes. In matter of fact, give me some better shoes. Yeah. He said, i got some ready for you. The gospel of preparation of peace. Put them on. Hallelujah. Yes. Man, Hallelujah! God, strap me up with a good shoe. Hallelujah. Now I can walk in the spirit and not give in to the flesh. Yes. I didn't say the flesh didn't tempt me along the way. Yes, it did. But I remember the other song I used to like in church as a little boy. Yield not to temptation, for yielding is sin. Each victory will help you some other to win. Hallelujah. And as I won more and more victories, getting closer to the promised land of being a productive, effectual Christian, a victorious Christian. I could feel the power of God coming on me. I could feel God's destroying yokes of bondage. I could feel him doing it. Amen. The devil will give me one thing and I will give him some scriptures for it and he would just leave and try to come back another season and come back. But I was ready. God built me up so that I could be ready for him when he came back and I gave him some more scriptures. Hallelujah. Amen. There are testings. Yes, I was tested. My God. God, help me with remediation at times. Sometimes we need the little yellow bus from heaven. Uh, Others are going out and playing ball and stuff. He said, no, Tut, Tut, not you. You got more homework to do. Ah, God's calling this one and calling that one and sending them over here and sending them over there and anointing them to do this and anointing them to do that. And I said, Lord, what about me, Lord? He said, remember these few lessons here? You didn't pass them tests yet. Just sit back on down. You got some studying to do. Hallelujah anyhow. So God said, no, don't look at them. Don't be covetous of that. Covet uh, the perfect gift. Every good gift and every perfect gift comes from the Father of lights. Where there is no variableness nor shadow of turning. You look to the hill from which come your help. Yes. Go to the holy hill of the Lord. Yes. And I said, I got dirty hands. He said, I'm here to clean your hands. Yes. Just seek me while I may be found. And yes, I got the sanitizer for your hands. And he cleaned my hands. And he purified my feet as I kept going up the hill. And along the way, I got blessings. Pastor Lisa You are one of them. Hallelujah. (laughs) Hallelujah anyhow. Hallelujah. Thank God, finished my education. My God, and a few uh, degrees later. Hallelujah, look at God. Blessings came unto me. You got the amen. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call him while he's there. Diligently seek him, he's gonna reward you. He's going to give you revelation, and he's going to bless your life so that you can have every tool needed in your life that you need to go forward and do the work of the Lord. Need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Amen. The scripture is right. Yes, we're going to be tempted, but being tempted is not a sin. Yielding is a sin. See, you can't yield to it. That's where the sin comes. Then you come partner, partner with the sin. See, in our own strength, we cannot resist. That's what I learned along the way in life. When I try to do it on my own, I fail every time. But when I came with the power of God, it was easy. The devil tried to put those little bracelets on me, which were really uh, handcuffs. And I said, No, you tricked me the last time with that. No, God said no. And I gave him scriptures and I kept walking, Amen, to get my strength on in the Holy Ghost. The indwelling power of the Holy Spirit. Is the power to amen subdue dark sinful passions? That's what that song says. Dark passions subdue. Amen. Look ever to Jesus, he will what? Carry you through. God's covenant disciples must take ownership of his benchmarks. He's got things in line. He has statutes. My God, he has. Amen. All the rules, all the regulations, his trademarks, everything, his characteristics, his training, his vision. He's got all of that for us. We must be charged by his presence and in his presence must we remain charged up. God's power is there to lead us along the way. God's power is there to charge us up to encourage us, amen, to keep on keeping on. The eternal, flawless credentials of our Lord should always move us to keep him as the highest, most important thought of our being. He must always be the air we breathe, our life source and purpose that ever strengthens us, always preparing us for an excellent victory. I want I want excellent victory let the Lord prepare you to resist the devil the devil's gonna come one other kind of way a new level because you're at a new level here he comes it's not gonna come the same old way like when you were a little kid in the Lord now you are older in the Lord he's gonna come some other way more stealth, more subtle Doesn't even seem like the devil. Mm. That movie is right. The devil wears Prada. Mm -hmm. My God. And uh, he said, you want some Prada? I said, nada. (laughs) Hallelujah. (laughs) Touch not what? Taste not. Handle Handle not. God's got some things for us to learn. We're going to be better in our prayer life. Because that's our arsenal. Our prayer life. The devil wants to kill our main weapon and how we pray the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much we got to be righteous he makes us unrighteous he doesn't want us to like prayer we want to be fulfilled by some other fleshly way and then we throw prayer to the corner my god and we put it out with the rest of the trash prayer is not important my God. Then we stop praying. And then we don't notice it right away, but our power's gone. Well, true. We say, I say, devil, get thee behind. He said, no, I ain't getting behind you, we buddy. Lucy is Satan. What do you mean, Lucy? What's all this negative talk? You know, we in right, right mind together, fellowship together. The counsel of the unrighteous. My God. This is how the devil works. He'll make you flip the script. Now you're going all the opposite way. Uh My God. And it works slowly, slowly. (laughs) Uh, I don't want to read 10 scriptures. I'll just read nine. The devil got you right there. Soon nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. And you don't even feel it. He make you feel like you still have Jesus. Meanwhile, you high on the hog and about to go over the cliff with the rest of the pigs. My God, the devil's a liar! And he yes. must be found out. Yes. I decided to follow Jesus. I got to stay in the light yes. of Jesus and he's gonna amen. Discover. It means uncover the devil. When you see discover, that means God's gonna take the cover off. Yes. The devil's old stealth self. He's sneaky, he seems nice. He seems right. But God's going to uncover all his stuff. And this series is going to help uncover him. God's going to help us to pray better. Oh, we got parts of the series coming yeah. where, amen, yeah. there's better ways of praying. Yeah. Better ways of utilizing the scripture in strategic ways. Yeah. So that we can, amen, combat the devil and, amen, have some offense. I'm tired of just blocking all the time. I want to unsheath my sword. And pull it out and slice it. dough. That's our weapon. The word of God. We got the slice. And what are we slicing? Not the air. We're slicing at his neck. We want his head to come off. That means all the ways he thinks strategically against us. His headquarters must be severed and destroyed. We must, amen, cause his operation to cease and desist. We must nullify, we must destroy the weapons of the devil. Let us stand and thank God for Jesus, who's going to bring us through the wilderness. He's going to bring us through, bring us out without a doubt. Thank you, Lord. You're going to keep us from falling. You're going to keep us from falling. You're going to present us faultless before your throne with exceeding joy. I thank you, Lord. But the way to get that victory, we have to concentrate on the fact that God is instructing us that we yield not. Amen. Thank God. We of the Realm of Agape Christian Church pray that the Holy Word of God has richly blessed your soul. To send prayer requests, use the contacts page of our website, www.roagape.org We need your continued prayers and financial support to maintain this ministry You can also find a secure means of donating on our website God bless you